Hey there, welcome to another load of Pete's Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about absolute monarchies. More specifically, two of the biggest absolute monarchies. And then, we will ultimately pick one of the absolute monarchs as the biggest absolute monarch. And you might be going, well, what's an absolute monarchy? And it's, it's pretty simple. It's a form of government that has one leader with, like, all the power. The person with the power is usually called the king or queen, maybe the czar, so that's a big part of how you know a country is an absolute monarchy, especially since most countries eliminated that system centuries ago. The role of king or queen is passed down from parent to child in a method called divine right. You know, there are no elections in this system, it definitely isn't a democracy, it's just divine right. And we're going to work, and we're going to see who is the most powerful and absolute monarch. Hope you enjoy it. So the two biggest monarchs we're going to be exploring today are King Louis XIV of France and Peter the Great of Russia. There are five characteristics of absolute monarchy. Political, economic, social, religious, and cultural. And we're going to get more into that as we move along. We're going to take each category and we're going to compare and contrast our two monarchs using all that criteria. So without further ado, let's dive right into this. Our first category is political power. So, you know, in the US and most democratic countries, there are political parties and social groups and all. I'm not talking about that. Both Louis and Peter had all the power, period. First into Louis. During his reign, France had this group called the Estates General. This is kind of like Congress or Parliament but they were only called into a meeting at the request of the king. And Louis never called a meeting once. Not once. That meant that he only took the advice of himself, but also that there wasn't anybody to check his power, kind of like the U.S. has checks and balances between each branch. And as we start to move on, it'll become super obvious that nobody checked his power. So Louis, he was pretty powerful. Now on to Peter, my favorite absolute monarch, and he was an absolute monarch as well as you could probably tell. He made it so he had control about over just about anything. For example, Russian institutions. And here's the thing, you could definitely argue that he didn't hold as much power as he forced land land owning nobles, called boyars, to serve the state. But he did call them into action and he was still in charge. On to the next category, and it's economic power. So King Louis had these guys called intendants, and they were intended to collect taxes along with a couple of other things such as recruiting soldiers for the military. Louis also adopted what's called mercantilist policies. This means that France's economy boomed from trade. Peter also adopted these certain policies, but there was a little problem. Russia didn't have a solid place to have a port that's accessible in all seasons. So, think of France's geography compared to that of Russia. France has coasts along the Atlantic Ocean, the Mediterranean Sea, and even the English Channel. Russia didn't have as much. Well, I mean, actually, you could argue they had more. They had access to the Caspian Sea and the Black Sea, but they didn't really go anywhere. They were just, you know, they're just big lakes. And then they had the Bering Sea and the Arctic Ocean, but they were frozen for most of the year. And then there was the Baltic Sea, and it's pretty small by Russia, but eventually it opens up to the Atlantic Ocean. 
Peter placed the capital of Russia at the time, St. Petersburg, along the Baltic Sea. And obviously St. Petersburg is not the capital anymore, but it was when Peter was in charge. It all ended up okay, and that was good for Peter and Russia. Our third category is social power. How is the ruler viewed in society? Did he show off his power? Where was he in his social class? And I'm, I'm going to try to make this clear. These monarchs were at the top. I'm not sure how else to say that. Louis especially appreciated his status. I mean, he even said at one point, I am the state. So he's pretty full of himself. I think the clearest example of their status was in their palaces. Louis had Versailles. Peter had Peterhof Palace, which is pretty easy to remember. And I can't really show a pic of them because you can't see me right now. But in both of them, they were fountains, beautiful landscaping. They were just amazingly amazing. So both rulers were easily at the tippy top of their class. Our penultimate category is religion. Supporting the, supporting the leader was almost a religion in, in it of itself, because if you didn't, you don't really want to know. Both rulers and all absolute monarchs rule through that divine right I talked about earlier. And basically, the only way to get that role is to be the offspring of another absolute ruler. So both Louis XIV and Peter the Great rule through divine right. So a leader like Henry VIII, think of him, he, con he controlled his country's religion. And Peter and Louis, they didn't do that. None of our two rulers did that. So let's get into the next and final category, which is culture. So with this category, we're going to look at if the ruler had a major influence, or even controlled, his country's culture. Louis didn't really do that. If you couldn't tell already, Louis took a lot of his time and efforts into himself. It's almost like he didn't care about France in a sense. He cared a lot about, you know, his status, that he was the king, he was in charge, but he didn't really care about much else. Peter, on the other hand, whew, let me explain. Russia was largely untouched by the Renaissance, which recently ended back then. Which is a lot unlike Italy and Germany, who were at the center of Europe and at the center of the Renaissance. And Russia being largely untouched has a lot to do with where Russia is in that place called Eurasia. Peter changed that a lot. I mean, he didn't change where Russia is, but he changed... He changed that culture of Russia, that Eastern culture, and he westernized that. And his biggest role or legacy by far was the westernization of Russia. He completely altered the trajectory of the dynasty and transformed it into what is today a country with a massive influence from the Western world. He learned about factories, technology, medicine, art, and so on, and even went as far as to adopt the Western no-beard philosophy. He also simplified the Russian language, even though I find it kind of hard, and improved Russian education while being largely uneducated himself. Peter, massive, massive influence on Russian culture. So there were the five branches or categories of an absolute monarchy. Now it's time for me to pick one of the monarchs as the most absolute. And I'm going to try to make this as clear as possible. The most absolute monarch in history was the Tsar of Russia, Peter the Great. And no, I'm not biased. He controlled his country with just about total control, as an absolute monarch should. 
but he transformed the economy and the culture of his country far more than anybody else. He ruled by the divine right and was the top of his class. And Louis might have had made more political decisions by himself, suggesting that he was the absolute monarch. But in my opinion, he just didn't have the cultural and economic influence that Peter did. Both, of course, were absolute monarchs, and they both had a ton of power. But I think Peter utilized his privilege in a more powerful way. See you later.